Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. In local Lee of Commander's running back, Brian Robinson, the same teen admitting guilt this week in a deadly shooting in D.C. back in October. Theft and misconduct charges dropped against 13 officers. Good morning. Welcome in. It's 2 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Seven people are dead. Another has suffered life-threatening injuries in a mass shooting in Half Moon Bay in Northern California. 67-year-old Chun-Li Zhao was seen being taken away in handcuffs Monday afternoon, shortly after authorities say he shot and killed more than half a dozen people in two different locations. It's a tragedy that we hear about far too often. But today, it's hit home here in San Mateo County. Officials say the suspect was located in the parking lot of a San Mateo County Sheriff's substation, and the weapon used in the attack was found in his vehicle. Zhao is believed to have acted alone, and there is no further threat to this community. Max Adero, CBS News. And now comes word that eight people have been shot in Oakland. One of them has died. The shooting happened just after 6 p.m. Monday at a gas station. Police in Monterey, California, Monterey Park, California, continue to search for a motive for the shooting deaths of 11 people at a dance hall Saturday night. CBS's Chris Van Cleve is there. Investigators now believe the suspect was manufacturing weapons at his home. As the investigation continues, they are trying together the motive here. We know they are looking at jealousy or a potential domestic dispute that could have been contributing factors. Police say the 72-year-old shooter died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The FBI's former top counterintelligence official in New York was arrested over the weekend. Reporter Robert Laguerre says the former agent is now accused of working on behalf of a sanctioned Russian oligarch. Charles McGonagall, who retired from the FBI in 2018 after a 20-year career, was indicted in two separate cases in New York and Washington, D.C. Prosecutors say he and a Russian diplomat were paid tens of thousands of dollars by Russian billionaire Oleg Deripaska in 2021 to investigate another Russian oligarch. They are accused of then illegally laundering those illicit proceeds. Nine military officers who worked decades ago at a nuclear missile base in Montana have been diagnosed with blood cancer. Associated Press reporter Tara Kopp says their disease may be linked to their assignments at Malmstrom Air Force Base. We don't really know right now if it's a cluster, if it's not a cluster. It certainly seems striking that nine young military officers would have this same type of cancer when the National Cancer Society says that 19 out of every 100,000 people in the U.S. might face this type of cancer and they just happen to have it. So it's enough of a kind of red flag to say, hey, we need to look into this. Oscar nominations will be announced at 8.30 Tuesday morning Eastern Time in Beverly Hills, California. They'll be live streamed on Oscars.org. This is CBS News. Why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. WTOP at 203. Tuesday morning, January 24th, 2023. Clear, calm, cold this overnight early morning. Low in the 30s, most of the area by daybreak. We are at 39 degrees in our nation's capital right now. 
Good morning to you. I'm Dean Blaine. We do indeed thank you for taking us along for your early morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we head into this 2 a.m. hour together. Tuesday morning, we begin with a second teenager now pleading guilty this week to trying to rob Commander's running back, Brian Robinson. The rookie running back was shot during the attempted carjacking back in the summer, you'll remember, in August. The 15-year-old was set to go on trial today, this Tuesday. A 17-year-old pleaded guilty last week to assault with a dangerous weapon in the same case. The 15-year-old also admitted guilt to the October shooting of 15-year-old Andre Robertson, who was killed as he sat on the porch of a home in Northeast. He pleaded guilty to voluntary manslaughter in that situation. Sentencing is set for March 8th. Charges of theft and misconduct against 13 police officers have been dropped locally by the office of the Prince George's County State's Attorney. The officers were indicted by a grand jury five months ago, accused of double dipping, working secondary jobs with a private security firm while also on duty with the police department. But the state's attorney's office says new information has come to light, including more detailed records. Rather than a criminal case, the state's attorney's office says the double-dipping case should be handled internally by the police department as an administrative matter. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Gun bills that are meant to address recent campus shootings at the University of Virginia and at a Newport News Elementary School are moving forward in the state house. A Democratic panel is advancing a range of gun control bills, actually. They signed off on a measure this week already that would tighten Virginia's gun storage regulations and ban most guns from college campuses. The bills face uncertain prospects, though, in the GOP-controlled House. Republicans say they plan to address mass shootings and gun violence this year by improving the mental health care system, boosting funding for law enforcement, and holding criminals accountable for their actions. Metro has until later today, this Tuesday, January 24th, to turn over official documents showing the agency has retooled its training procedures. Metro's safety watchdog gave them until today, this January 24th. After back and forth last week, you'll remember that nearly led then to reduced rail service immediately. The Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission said in a memo Metro was deliberately, they thought, Ignoring its own training standards, it issued a directive to that end that would have required Metro to sideline 50 train operators then, last week. After pushback, though, from Metro, the Safety Commission pushed that directive until today. Metro also has to submit a list of any certified operators who have not met training requirements thus far. It is tax season, in case you didn't know that by now. Beginning this week... You can start filing your 2022 income taxes, and district leaders are warning some residents that not filing might actually keep money out of your pocket. There's only a couple things that are certain in life. And if we're not talking about death, we're talking about taxes. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser says too many D.C. residents who don't or believe they don't need to file a tax return um, then leave money that they're owed on the table. Sometimes lots of money when they don't file and miss out on the earned income tax credit. Some residents could get in the neighborhood of around $10,000 cash back. Bowser's also reminding parents about a child care tax credit in lower income seniors about a property tax credit. They pay 50% of their property taxes. But you have to file to apply for them. John Dome in WTOP News. A gentle breeze blows across your face as you take a refreshing sip of water, appreciating the stillness of another morning fishing on the lake. The distant gurgle of a stream reminds you of days spent playing in the creek 
the cool, clear water rushing between your toes. You love this time with nature, the feeling of putting everything on hold to connect with the world around you. Now, imagine it's all gone. No fish, no lake, no water. One of life's most vital resources, irreplaceably depleted. Time is running out to protect fresh water, and without our love, it can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our fresh water. Visit World Wildlife Fund at wwf.org slash love. Good morning. Welcome to WTLP. Time now, Tuesday morning, January 24th is 2.08. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s. When it breaks, over to Rich Hunter this morning in the WTLP Traffic Center. All right, sounds like authorities are out with a broken-down tractor-trailer southbound 95, just south of uh, Route 123 before you get to the Prince William Parkway in the curve. Uh, looks like they've got a lane closed there as a result of a broken-down tractor trail. I believe it's going to be the right lane that is closed, uh, so just be aware. Uh, again, stay left to get by. Not causing a big delay, but just be aware you're coming around the curve and hitting the straightaway headed toward the Prince William Parkway. That's where he's sitting, so be careful going that way. Now, beyond that, the only other thing going on on 95 South are the two work zones. Just after exit 143 for Route 610, work some blocks the right lane to three, and then further south, as you head south of Centerport Parkway toward U.S. 17 Falmouth, there you get by the work zone, single file to right in the through lanes, but no big delay as a result. Traffic seems to be moving pretty well. Northbound side of 95 from Fredericksburg up to the Beltway in Springfield, so far without issue. Looking for a new car? The wait is over. Fitzgerald Automall has hundreds of new and used cars to choose from. Visit Fitzmall.com. Transparency you can trust. Rich Hunter, WTOB Traffic. We've got a pretty good-looking Tuesday out there. Mix of sun and clouds, highs in the mid to upper 40s. Wednesday is the day to watch. We're going to see a chance for rain and snow to move in during the morning hours on Wednesday. I think we get through the morning commute, but then the rain moves in from D.C. south and east and some snow well to the north and west that could accumulate. However, right now, not expecting many problems. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. This is WTOP News. A $2,500 reward is now being offered in two separate vandalisms involving hate speech in Montgomery County. The first happened at Walt Whitman High in Bethesda in mid-December. Anti-Semitic graffiti at the time was sprayed on the school's signboard. The second vandalism was, we're told, on the Bethesda Trolley Trail, where police there found spray-painted swastikas and white power symbols in mid-November. The Jewish Community Relations Council of Greater Washington and the Jewish Federation of Greater Washington, we hear, are teaming up to fund the rewards in this case. The remains of a Confederate general have been reburied at a cemetery locally in his hometown of Culpeper, Virginia. They had to be moved because they had been buried under his statue that was removed by the city of Richmond last month. The Freelance Star reports this week hundreds gathered over the weekend Saturday to pay their respects at a ceremony in Fairview Cemetery in Culpeper. It's a first for an HBCU. D.C.'s Howard University has marked now the creation of a DOD-funded military research center. H-U? You know? Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin came to Howard University to congratulate the school for being selected to lead the country's 15th university-affiliated research center. So Howard's new research center will protect our most precious asset, and that most precious asset 
is our men and women in uniform. That's because the center will focus on tactical autonomy, which is short-term solutions for the military that can help with long-term efforts. No other UARC is researching this area. And so this center has the potential to close that gap and be at the forefront of progressive science and technology efforts. Howard's president, Wayne A.I. Frederick, a $90 million military contract, will pay for the center. At Howard University, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Now we're told that other HBCUs, such as Bowie State, will work with Howard's on the center's research. President Joe Biden expected to name the man who ran his administration initial response to the pandemic for COVID as his next chief of staff in the coming days. Word of Jeff Zients' hiring comes from two people familiar with the matter. This morning, the president's current top aide, Ron Klain, is preparing, we're told, to leave the job in the coming weeks. Since his role as the administration's COVID-19 response coordinator, Zients has returned to the White House in a low-profile position to work on staffing matters for the remainder of the president's first term. We all know that speed limits around schools tend to be lower, but not now. Now, Arlington County is actually lowering them even more, we're told. Starting next month, you could actually get a ticket for going over 20 miles per hour in the school zone. In a unanimous vote during a Saturday session, Arlington County's board passed the ordinance to lower the speed limit for vehicles within 600 feet of schools and their crosswalks at all times of day. Vice Chair Christian Dorsey. This action uh, is consistent with our Vision Zero initiatives that is proving uh, to provide great results so far. County data shows that last year, 12 pedestrians were hit by cars. Two of them died. As soon as the signs change next month, the county will enforce the new speed limits around its schools. The move to lower the speed limit comes just a few months after the board decided to install movable speed cameras around school and work zones. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Hi, I'm Mike Richmond of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs with this message for veterans. Did you serve in the military? If so, you can obtain a free lifetime pass to more than 2,000 federal recreation sites. These sites are located across more than 400 million acres of public lands, including national parks, wildlife refuges, and forests. The lands host activities to fit any lifestyle, hiking, biking, fishing, camping, and much more. Gold Star families are also eligible for these free lifetime passes. Plus... They each cover entrance fees for a driver and all passengers in a car, or up to three additional adults at sites that charge per person. Just go to the National Park Service website, nps.gov, or the National Park Service app to sign up for a free lifetime pass. I'm Mike Richmond. We're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 
The Wizards announced the trade of former ninth overall pick Rui Hachimura to the Lakers in exchange for Kendrick Nunn and a trio of second-round picks. Radio voice of the Wizards and WTOP alum Dave Johnson explains. Bottom line, NBA is about fit and opportunity. So the Wizards and Lakers swap Rui Hachimura for Kendrick Nunn. In D.C., Hachimura had opportunity, but injuries, inconsistency played a role in the fitting-in part. You know, the same could be said for Kendrick Nunn in L.A., where he did fit in with the Miami Heat. It was a big part of their 20. 2020 run to the NBA Finals. And aboard to the Wizards, they do not take on any future salary commitment. Which is relevant to the effort to re-sign Kyle Kuzma. For more on what the Wizards are getting in Kendrick Nunn, check out the sports page on WTOP.com. Bad news on the Wizards' injury front as Kristaps Porzingis is sidelined for several games with an ankle sprain that has him listed as week-to-week. Down a level, Virginia Tech won for the first time since mid-December, beating Duke 78-75 to end a seven-game losing streak. Grant Basile led the hot shooting Hokies with 24 points. Howard had its highest scoring output of the season in a 90-76 win over Coppin State, the fourth straight victory for the Bison. On the women's side, Maryland sophomore Cheyenne Sellers grabs her first Big Ten Player of the Week honor after averaging just over 20 points on 62% shooting and nine rebounds per game in two dominant road wins for the now 10th ranked Terps. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. This is WTOP News. Police have made an arrest locally following a deadly shooting outside a metro station over the weekend Sunday. The suspect is a teenager. He's 17 years old, identified as Dehani Rispus. Metro Transit Police say he's the suspect they were looking for following the shooting in the parking lot of the Southern Avenue metro station in Prince George's County, which left a 19-year-old victim dead. It's another case of gun violence spilling into the metro system, something Metro General Manager Randy Clark condemned earlier this month. I want to just say how sickening, quite frankly, the gun violence is, how deplorable it is. In this latest shooting, police say the 17-year-old was arrested in D.C. but is now being taken to Maryland, where he will face murder charges. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. The top stories we're following for you on WTLP. Seven people have been killed out west in two related shootings in a coastal community south of San Francisco. We're learning the gunman suspected of killing 11 people in suburban Los Angeles over the weekend had a stash of weapons and ammo apparently at his home. Police in Monterey Park are still trying uh, this morning to figure out why he opened fire in the first place inside that dance hall Saturday night. Four members of the Oath Keepers were convicted Monday in D.C. of seditious conspiracy and the attack on the Capitol on January 6th. That conviction carries a maximum penalty of 20 years behind bars. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks on WTOP. All right, good news. If you're traveling on the outer loop of the Beltway between the George Washington Parkway and the Dulles Toll Road, they are in the process of picking up that work zone. Should just about have all lanes reopen as they are backing up along the left side, getting the barrels out of the roadway. Now, the work continues on the inner loop express lanes between the entrance in Springfield and uh, to a point just beyond I-66. Again, no access to the express lanes in that section. It also means you cannot get to 66, or I should say you can't get from 66 to the Interloop Express lanes. Those off-ramps are blocked in both directions as well, uh, so keep that in mind. Now, as far as 66 goes, the work continues eastbound. As you head east to 29 Gainesville toward the Prince William Parkway, again, just after business 234 Sudley Road, between 28 Centerville and the Fairfax County Parkway, and finally between Nutley Street and the Bellway. In each case, you're down to a single left lane through each of those work zones. The good news is, as of late, which much with much lighter volume, delays have been brief. 
They're also working eastbound in the Roslyn Tunnel, but there you get by a single file to right. But for now, no reported delay. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Looking at a pretty good Tuesday out there later this afternoon. Looking great with a high temperature in the upper 40s, even close to 50 in some spots. Uh, north and west, though, will be a little bit cooler with a mix of sun and clouds. Wednesday, we'll see a good chance for rain and snow to build in. Rain from D.C. south and eastward. Some snow back to the north and west, but I'm not expecting much in the way of problems. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Brought to you by New Look Home Design, the roofing experts. Call 1-800-279-5300. With just one touch, you can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it in your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know, the news you need to know, or the traffic you want to avoid. WTOP News. Everything you need, every time you listen on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA. Are you blind or losing vision? Do you feel like it's controlling your life and your decisions, possibly limiting you? Well, I've been there. But through the National Federation of the Blind, I have learned that I don't have to allow blindness to define me. And you don't have to either. To learn more and find the support you need, simply visit blind.org. That's blind.org. The National Federation of the Blind. Live the life you want. This is WTOP News. So what kinds of homes should be built and where? Arlington County considering some big changes. It would change most single-family housing zones to allow construction of multifamily buildings with up to eight units aiming to make more housing for middle-income residents. It would open up more units to the wealthy at the front of the line to get in. If so, the plan should be called an increased density plan. Over 160 people voiced their opposition. This proposal should be called the Amazon housing plan because that's who it's really for. Thank you. And support to the county council Saturday. You have the opportunity to improve housing and environmental outcomes by easing rules that govern and constrain over 70% of land in Arlington. The board will hear more feedback Tuesday and likely vote on whether to hold public hearings. They could have a final vote on zoning changes in late March. Luke Luger, WTOP News. Although in less than 90 days locally, whether Prince George's County School Board member Juanita Miller will be removed from her post. Lawyers presented closing arguments in the case just last week. Miller faces allegations of misconduct in office, willful neglect of duty, and incompetence. Maryland Matters reports this week the administrative judge hearing the case has 90 days now to issue a written decision in the case. The clock started Wednesday after all the arguments were presented last week. The news business continues to change. One local lawmaker in Richmond is offering some incentive now to preserve local journalism. We all know that a free and vigorous press is the keystone to any vibrant and healthy democracy. Delegate Alfonso Lopez represents South Arlington and Eastern Fairfax. He's introduced a bill that would provide a tax credit for the salaries that small journalism outlets pay to local journalists. Folks who are actually covering the board of supervisors, they're covering the local school They're focusing on local corruption or local issues, and they're getting into the weeds in a way that the Washington Post or the Richmond Times-Dispatch simply can't do. The bill would also provide a tax credit for small businesses that advertise in local papers, radio, and TV. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. D.C. Councilmember Vincent Gray pushing back against colleagues who have recently been calling his health into question. 
Gray continues to work with a speech pathologist right now as he recovers from a 2021 stroke. In a statement this week on Monday, Gray says that some of his colleagues are confusing his condition, he thinks, as being reflective of his cognitive abilities. Gray says he is fine and has been cleared by doctors to actually work. He says he'll speak through written statements when necessary and staff will accompany him to read remarks during official council business. The Washington Post reports this week that Council Chair Phil Mendelson apparently has expressed concern and desire to remove Gray as chair of the health committee over concerns about his health. A majority of U.S. adults believe that the federal government should ensure all Americans have health care coverage, yet nearly as many prefer that the U.S. health care system be based on private insurance rather than run by the government. These findings are in line right now, we're told, with recent attitudes about the government's involvement in the health care system, which have been relatively steady since 2015, while an average of 79 percent of Democrats since 2001 have asserted the government's obligation to ensure health care for all in the U.S. An average 71 percent of Republicans over the same period have said the opposite. A 56 percent average of independents have said it is a governmental obligation. More than 1,000 adults were surveyed for this, and the margin of error here is said to be plus or minus four percentage points. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. It's a big world. But the news you care about most is what happens around Washington. We have more reporters covering more local stories live every day. WTOP News. Everything you need, every time you listen. Money News at 25 and 55 on WTOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. The week is off to a strong start on Wall Street as investors brace for a barrage of quarterly earnings reports starting today. Technology stocks led the market higher. Big tech names including Microsoft, Texas Instruments, IBM, Intel and HP are due to report in the coming days. Travelers is expected this morning to tell us more about the impact of that Christmas week storm that sent temperatures plunging in much of the U.S. Despite expected strong premium growth, the big insurance company is expected to report lower earnings after reporting higher than expected preliminary catastrophe losses related to the storm. Also this morning, GE opens its books. It comes a day after Bloomberg reported that some wind turbines made by GE and others are experiencing failures ranging from malfunctions of key components to complete collapse of the massive towers. GE had no comment. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you have vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. Eleven million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes.